0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com
1: slash recommend today. Cavaliers, give me your expectations for this last third of the season. Sandra be healthy, Phelps. please. That's it. Just be healthy. Yep, that's it. Uh, Man, it doesn't take much for you to get motivated. And they play great ball. Jeff, here's a million dollars. Yeah,
2: be healthy. They've had a great run. They've had a great run. Sustain it as much as you can. No, they're not. If they go eighteen and two, the you know the next twenty games. Oh my goodness! Just do the best you can. Don't fall apart. Stay healthy. Keep playing the game the right way, and then do something in the playoffs and make everybody happy. Um, it, it's it's finding out whether this team can take what they've done and turn it into playoff success. That's and that doesn't happen until we get to the playoffs.
1: Uh, Fedor was on earlier this morning. We were, you know how we've talked. that would be Chris Fedor. Yeah, Chris Fedor, super friend of the show. Sure. He was on the morning show this morning. That and he must, must
2: not be that big of a friend if he was on their show, not why, ours.
1: Why do you have to get so territorial? Who cares? This is a this Andy, is a total felt Just film.
2: trying just trying to like, you know, give you a little jab there, get you going.
1: Man. It doesn't get me going. Anymore. No, it just No, did. those are done. It, it did? did. Did that get me going man? again? I don't think it did. Yeah. I need a ruling. Move on. All right. So, but he had talked about how um <laughs> the notion of the two six one guards um, and numbers and stats um, are incredible for what's going on with the Browns and not not win loss anymore. And I want to say Browns, sorry, Cavs. Um, that the the notion of having redundancy at the guard spot um, isn't real right now because of the the high the the tandem that they are, and that they're playing so well together, and that's fine. If they can keep doing that, I'm okay with that. I want to see how this thing rolls into the second or into the last. I, I, can I just say second half? We have you the can all-star. Say game. anything you want. We don't care. I know, but you guys like. I feel like you guys get nitpicky sometimes when I say second half because it's not true. It's I think not. that's an insecurity thing on your part. It is. Anything yes, that it, we say. it very much is. I look in the mirror and I, I question. I'm like, okay, I hope I don't say anything I'm wrong. Logged on
2: it. People don't like me.
1: That. That if they're playing well together and there's a tandem uh, of, uh, if they continue to play the way they've been playing, I, I don't have any problem with with what's going on right now. And well, the, how could you? They're you playing can't. great ball. Yeah, but those numbers, like we had talked about the win loss record, and it, it it doesn't it doesn't sing anymore. Like maybe it did at what the doesn't beginning. Sing? The thought that it could be holding them back having two six one guards. That these two guys are playing so well together now that they're well, playing together. Well, they've
2: been like 10 games. One of the reasons they're playing so well together is that Darius Garland's minutes are down. Well, let me, ref- let me take that back. You can't ignore the fact that Darius has been on a little bit of a minutes restriction and that he's taking about half as many shots and scoring about half as many points. I, I That's just a fact. I don't know. You want to say, okay, Darius can't play as big of a role and have success. I, you can't say that. All if you want to look really big picture, take a look at NBA champions since the beginning of time, at least when guys started, you know, playing the game at six five, six six in the backcourt. And how many guys, how many teams have won an NBA championship with two two six one guards? I, I'm just looking real big picture on that. That's it's never been a recipe for success. Doesn't mean you can't be good in the regular season. Doesn't mean you can't win a playoff series. But
1: can two. it be a recipe for success? I uh, think why that's not? more
2: Andy, anything could be a recipe for
1: success. Yeah, I'm but I'm just I, telling you, you
2: what's happened historically in the NBA. I, small back courts don't win NBA
1: championships. Can, but can you feel confident in this?
2: Small no, I'm not court?
1: confident that they're going to win an NBA championship. Okay, no,
2: I'm not. Even no, I, championship pick, would just I'd be better Boston than they were and last pick year. Milwaukee. Well, what are you, what are you what are you shooting for here? We shooting for okay? Well, then you don't give up three number ones and two pick swaps and Mar- Lowry well, Markin and Colin Sexton and Ochi Obaji. You, you don't do that if you're just shooting to be okay.
1: So then your ex, expe- but you're saying I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just going to ask you the question as it's written in front of me. What are your expectations for the Cavaliers in the last I, thirty? I just healthy, be healthy, and get to the playoffs. And get there. Andy, I
2: don't expect them to win an NBA championship, so I can't sit here and say I think they're going to win an NBA championship. I don't expect that. Do I think they're better than last year? Yeah, I think they're better. Is it a failure then if they don't for the price that they paid? I think they paid too much. You you, you want me to keep saying that? They've paid too much for Donovan Mitchell. Andy's looking at me like, yes, I want you to say that. He's phenomenal. I don't think it's the great way to build a team. I, that's it. It's not the Cavs. It's any team. I don't think you jeopardize all your future first round draft picks for a guy who's under contract for a couple of years, who's not LeBron James or Giannis or Jokic or Luca. If they
1: can extend him, will that ease the pain?
2: Uh yeah, yeah. Yes, a little bit because that's a long term that's a long term play. But I still think he gave up too much. I mean, Andy, if if they never get out of the if they never get out of the second round. With Donovan Mitchell.
1: Then it wasn't it, worth it.
2: It wasn't, was it? No. So they have to do that. You get to the Eastern Conference Finals, all right. You got a you got a shot. That's a you know, that's
1: I mean that's, Still pretty, a that's pretty pretty good. expensive ticket to just get to the Eastern Conference Finals once. Good to see you're seeing the light.
2: Nah. But it doesn't mean they can't, Andy. It doesn't mean, you know, historically, two 6 1 guards in the backcourt doesn't work. Doesn't mean it can't now. I mean, seriously, it doesn't mean it can't. It just historically doesn't work. Well, and, and, and worst case scenario, you don't make the big playoff run. Donovan, man, I've loved Cleveland. Thank you for my time. I'm moving on. And then you're sitting there with a team, which is still pretty good, with no first-round draft choices for the next five years. Two pick swaps. So you'll have the lesser of two picks.
1: Do we even talk about how they would build if that scenario came into play? Oh, no. We don't go there yet. Because there is no building, because is there?
2: Because Cleveland Cavalier basketball has certainly been a free agent mecca. Wow. Well, you want the truth?
1: Kevin Love signed here. No. Kevin was traded here. Kevin Love then, signed here after stayed. he was traded and stayed as a free agent. And it worked so well, they got rid of him. Well, I'll <laughs> still try to figure that one out. Mike is in Cleveland. Hey, Mike, how are you? Man, I'm, I'm just like, I'm getting tired of Jeff.
3: Like, once a week now, it used to be, I'd say, bi-weekly, where Jeff would complain about giving up too much with Donovan Mitchell, but now it's like once a week. Maybe it'll eventually be never when Mitchell's not here, but Jeff. Well, it on, might man. be
1: never if he signs an extension, too. And, Mike, it might never
2: be <laughs> never if Andy doesn't just goad me to say it.
1: That's true, too. I may have poked the bear. That's true. That's
2: true. But I, I wasn't going point. there at all today. And Andy's over there like, I don't want to talk about it. Let's make Jeff say Donovan Mitchell, we gave up too much. So hey, I did. Jeff, how many How many
3: Tier 1 players would you say there are in the league right now? Tier 1.
2: Well, there is no such thing, but I would say absolute best players. What do you mean, the- do you mean there's no such thing? What, wouldn't you say
3: someone who, who you can build around is a Tier 1 player? Like, that's, that's subjective.
2: You, say- you, you, you don't build around 6'1 guards, Mike. I, I don't think, personally. Hey, Jeff, what's Mitchell's wingspan compared to Garland's? He doesn't have wings. He has arms. Oh. What's
3: his wingspan?
2: Tell us. He has longer reach. Hey, Mike, I, yeah, Mike, six, Mike, we can agree to disagree on this. I, I think Donovan no, Mitchell's no, a wait. phenomenal player. I've said that since the day they acquired him. My only point wait. is they gave up too much. That's it. Wait, wait. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's my only point. Just okay, because you yeah. have long arms doesn't mean you're not mean you are not 6 one. Okay, but can we stop calling him short? And
3: small I've never called kids? him
2: short, Mike.
1: He has it. He just does he just, 6-1. he just says six one. He just says six. You 6-1. said he's
2: undersized, right? No, I've never said that. I've said he's six one. Okay. I've never so said he's implying- short. I've never said he's undersized. I've said he's phenomenal, Mike. And you're implying it's a small backcourt, correct? It is a small backcourt, Mike. Those are facts. Okay.
3: That's okay. A, those are facts, so Mike. Give me ten give me fifteen seconds. No, you're I'll not go. gonna
2: get ten if you keep uh, just Deep throwing go. out just the spin- spewing just- the crap you're okay. spewing. Garland
3: is six feet, probably six one, with probably I think a six four wingspan. Okay, that that's small. He's undersized for sure.
2: He's no, Mitchell he's a guard, a- Mike. That's all he is. He's a guard. He's not undersized. He's a guard. Garland, Garland is a tiny frame. Mitchell
3: is a monster. He's built like a brick house with the. Mike, I love the wingspan. guy. I'm not arguing that point you keep with talking you. Talking over me. You keep talking.
2: That's over because me. the show is Baskin and Phelps. It's not Baskin and Mike. You happy, Andy? (laughs) You're damn right I keep talking over you. You keep trying to avoid the fact that they're both 6'1". I didn't say they stink. I say they're phenomenal, Mike. All I said was history tells you 6'1 backcourts don't win NBA championships. What are you here for? You trying to get to the second round? No, you're trying to win the whole dang thing. And you gave up a boatload for the guy. I would love to have Donovan Mitchell on this team for the next 10 years. But I'd also like to have a six foot five guard playing next to him. Thank you, Mike. <sighs> Tune in to the next episode of Baskin and Mike. Andy can goad Mike into saying something. Donovan Mitchell's not short, he has long wings.
1: People don't he's gonna, have wings, he's Jeff. Gonna be
2: Icarus. He's gonna, uh, Jeff, he's going people don't have to, wings. He's going too close to the sun.
1: 216 474 0092. All right, so let me ask you this, and now I'm scared because Evil Jeff is out. Are the Cavs in a better place now to win a playoff series than they were a year ago? Now I want to hear what you have to say about that. Hello, my friend. How are you?
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Post your free job on slash recommend
4: today. Hello, hello. What's up, Chris? What's a good word? Uh, just trying to dodge the rain. My God, can't stop raining out here. It's raining
1: in Southern California?
4: It is. Oh, no, it's been bad for the last few weeks. I know people are like, well, you're in LA, shut up. These, this city does not uh, have the infrastructure for as much rain as we have had. So there's a lot of mudslides and like sinkholes in the roads it's kind of ugly wow, man
1: what about those places yeah. that they're always drag racing in the movies in between the freeways yeah i thought I those are for water them. aren't they Those was on greece I have not oh, was I it just greece no there are others yeah. you haven't seen any of those takes all the fun out of it takes all the fun yeah. out of it uh chris we got a million things going on uh the rose rotation is in full force right now uh with major league baseball let's start there with your uh Good friend and our new manager, Mr. Vote. Uh, your thoughts on baseball getting underway here? And you know, it's just weird. I look at power rankings every once in a while, and you know, the Guardians seem to be like in twentieth or or twentieth or last. Jeff and I were talking about uh, top one hundred players a little bit earlier today. We have two of those in the top one hundred. Yet, I still think, you know what? You get to eighty plus wins, eighty. 88, 89, you got a chance in the Central. So I know it's early, but we are ready for spring training here.
4: Yeah, i got to be honest. It's just making the playoffs, period. Um, first of all, uh, baseball home field advantage isn't nearly what it is in the other sports. So if you just make it even as a wild card, that's fine. I mean, it's fun to have games at home in Cleveland, and that place, no question, rocks. It's very cool to see, but just making the party. Um, who represented the National League in the World Series last year?
1: <laughs>
4: well, I can see you guys <laughs> pay close attention to the sport. I, I,
5: can, I can answer. You <laughs> will. You know, the Arizona Diamondbacks.
4: The Arizona Diamondbacks. I was to losing to
2: my Texas Rangers. That's right.
4: How how many wins did the Arizona Diamondbacks have in the regular season? 88. That is incorrect. The correct number is 84. I know oh, it was
5: close. Uh, I
1: knew Jeff, it wasn't can you believe I work with somebody that doesn't know anything about baseball? It's unbelievable.
4: 84. So <laughs> the point is is that the Guardians don't need to win 95 games to be involved in the most important part of the year. Um, we can argue whether that's good or bad for the sport all day, but this is the, dan- the hand that uh, everybody's dealt. So. Is this team capable of winning 84, 85, 80, you know, I mean, I think it's probably going to be a little higher in the American league because there are some really good teams in the East and a few in the West. So I would think probably 87 might be a number that you need to look at. Is this team capable of that? It's possible. Possible.
2: It's possible if the starting rotation does what we think it can do, Chris. But mm-hmm. do you think it's likely to do that? Uh, and I don't, obviously none of us know the answer to that, but unfortunately, in, I think there are questions with each one of the five starters. And if, if three of the questions get answered in a positive way, I think they've got a great chance this year to, to be real competitive.
4: Oh, it's a real, I mean, I think it's a fun rotation, you know, I mean, I agree. Obviously, we're we're going to be dealing with the, the the Bieber rumors, and we should. I mean, over the next several months, he's going to be a guy who um, is available, and as long as he's healthy and is if he's throwing ninety three, um, and he puts up some really good numbers the first two two and a half months of the year, he's a guy that that probably the Guardians are going to end up moving, even if they're in contention. I mean, to me, there's no way you should let him just walk and take a compensatory pick for him. Yeah. He's better than a single compensatory pick. Now, is it possible that compensatory pick turns into Aaron Judge like it did when we signed Nick Swisher, and that's what the Yankees got, was you know, that pick in between rounds one and two, and he turned into one of the top five players in baseball? Yeah, it can happen, but you would rather have your people assessing value from other franchises and doing that. But let's put Bieber to the side right now. I mean, I think that between Bybee and Williams, they've, they've really got something special there. Um, you know, and I thought Logan Allen pitched pretty well last year. And, you know, to me, McKenzie is the one that I, I feel like I'm most nervous about but could be most excited about too. Because at times in the last couple of years, he has just been filthy and dominant. Um, and I just hope he can make it through.
2: Chris, there's no way Shane finishes the
4: season on this team, is there? You, I, I agree. I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think so. And and it that's okay. Like, does it suck because he's been such a dependable pitcher for our franchise and you hate you hate to have guys who are your homegrown dudes who are still in their late twenties and you wonder, well, why can't we sign him to another deal? It's just not the way it goes. I mean, We're very much in the same boat as the Tampa Bay Rays, who year after year are contending for a division crown and in some cases are playing in series even bigger than that. Um, They just traded Tyler Glass now. I mean, why wouldn't they have given him the $135 million that the Dodgers did? And he had more health question marks than Shane Bieber. But but Glass now, who's a member of the Rose rotation, knew – in the last few years, he was going to get traded. He just didn't know when. So I think if you ask Shane Bieber, he knows that he's going to get traded. If you ask people in this organization, and they're going to give you a, you know, if you give them a truth pill before they answer, they know he's going to get traded as long as he's healthy. And I think it's just something we got to accept. Chris, I want to throw another
1: baseball question. It's just ESPN had this story, too, and I, just, I wanted your take on it. Expansion for Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. How soon do you think it's going to happen, and where do you think it could happen?
4: Well, it's not going to happen until the A's get their crap settled. That's the number one priority for them. Um, You know, they've got some major issues with this move to Las Vegas, and it has been a tie. I don't know how closely you've been following it. It doesn't seem like Vegas
1: is in a big hurry to bring them in.
4: No, I mean, we just heard the mayor a couple weeks ago come out and say, I think they want to stay in Oakland, and I think the best thing for them to do is to try and get a ballpark there. Now that might be political posturing, right? Because he wants the team to move to a more historic part of town where there's more land available instead of just dropping them into the area where the Tropicana is and putting a retractable dome uh, stadium on a nine acre plot. That's not going to happen easily. So, you know, the league's got to get that figured out before they can entertain the likes of a Nashville, which I think is a, foregone conclusion and probably a place like salt lake which could get a dry run with the oakland a's over the next few years if you know this is their indeed their last year out at the coliseum
2: you think you think baseball's in a situation chris and obviously the a's are you know looking to move where we could see franchise movement as opposed to franchise expansion
4: Oh, it gets into a dangerous area. Um, you know, I mean, Arizona, Ken Kendrick, who's their owner, just came out the other day and said that their lease, I think, ends, out, ends in 2027 or something. Yeah, he came out and he said, listen, we're not actively trying to move the team, but there are cities that want us. You know, so it was the backhanded sale threat, if you will, that if we don't get what we want, We're out of here. Um, I don't think it's best for your sport to keep having musical franchises. I I really don't. The Raiders are kind of an anomaly in the NFL. Um, Obviously, we had our team ripped away from us in the mid 90s. Uh, Well, I guess it's not because Tennessee did it too. So I don't know. I just think, I don't think it's great business. particularly in this sport, particularly in this sport. Um, I think it's really, really risky when you're talking about a regionalized sport because you don't know what you're necessarily getting into, right? I mean, Nashville, we think, is the perfect baseball home, and it might be. But I don't know if that's 60% Braves fans and a handful of Cardinals fans. And, you know, like, I don't know how it adds up. Can you support 81 home dates? I, I don't know.
1: I want to throw this one at you too. We were talking a little bit of college football, but I thought it was interesting how it it kind of meshed with the NFL, where this new five plus seven format with more college football games in the playoffs um, at some point there they're going to go head to head with the NFL on Saturdays. I just think it's it's interesting. Um, you know, we talked to Dan Wetzel about you know the NFL is probably looking at a four thirty game on a Saturday where there might be a little bit of overlap between college and pro. I just you know we really haven't had that, especially on Saturdays. Um, I don't know. Just your thoughts on that.
4: Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ideal at all. I mean, when you're a football fan, you're a football fan. Are there certain people who are strictly NFL and then strictly college football? Yes, there are, there are, but like, take the three of us, we would all watch anything. I mean, if you're going to watch a, (laughs) a a playoff game between I'd, I'd watch a game between Florida state and. You know, Oregon, I absolutely would. Yep. Even if I didn't have an allegiance to one of those two teams. But I'm, you know, me personally, I'm not watching that over the Texans and the Bills. You know, I, I'm just not. I'm not watching it. And I, I think it's dangerous for both. I know that they're going to do try to avoid it at all costs. At all costs. By the way, why can't you do the college football stuff on Friday? I mean, isn't that the better day?
1: On a Friday night? I think so. I like – although now you're – well, yeah, you're out of the high school stuff. So, yeah.
4: You're totally out of yeah. high school. Yeah, I
1: yeah. don't see a problem you're- with that. But that's not the way it looks like it's lining up to be, especially with having these home dates and then – because I, I, I think that's going to be phenomenal, watching playoff games in college at home for the first round. Like, to yep. me, that, gonna that be I cool. think is going to be fantastic. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the only problem is is that now that you're allowing more and more playoff teams in, there is that possibility that, and I haven't looked at the structure. I, I'll be honest with you guys; I haven't paid in, close enough attention to it. So, do the top four get buys? And yes. Then, yeah. Okay. So
1: five, six, so top, seven, eight will host. They'll host nine, ten, eleven, twelve.
4: Yeah, there is a possibility. There could be a huge disparity between five and twelve, right? And then all of a sudden, you're dealing with a blowout. It's possible. It's also possible you get a great game. Yeah. But you know, we've seen years where the 12th ranked team has no business competing with those top five or six teams. So I think they just—it's stuff they got to work through. It might not be perfect year one.
2: Can I? Uh, can I throw a shortstop question at you very quickly? Please, let's do this. Why do I want to see Brian Rocchio like crazy?
4: Because I, you know what Gabriel Arias is offensively, I think. And listen, can I tell you this? Yeah. Arias is a stud defensively. He he like, is. He's, he's is. got a great arm, Chris. Great arm. Great arm. Um, and his reverse splits are insane as a hitter. That means that against lefties, he was horrible last year. And against yeah. righties, he was really good. Which makes no sense, um, but
2: that's the way it goes. Yeah
4: sometimes it doesn't make sense. But Rocchio, um, I can tell you this, Miguel Rojas, another regular on the Rose rotation, he played winter ball with Rocchio in Venezuela. And he said, I'm telling you, dude, you've got your shortstop right there. And Miguel Rojas has been a big leaguer for 11 seasons now and is one of the more dependable gloves. He said, I'm telling you, he's, he's your guy. That's your dude. So, I, yes, because we've heard his name for so long, we yep. want it to work. I think we just want one of these guys to take the reins and run with it more yes. than anything.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Chris, as always, uh, enjoy the rain, I guess.
4: It seems um, weird. I think we should we should be good. We're just trying to get our our son's baseball season cranked up. We've had a couple of rain outs. So. I know, once again, nobody in Cleveland wants to hear that because you're like, wait a second. When I was at university school, we didn't start our season until like May 8th, and then it ended to May 10th. That's true. <laughs>
1: And then someone, you know, there was always someone, you know, with a water or something Mm -hmm. standing there at first base for you, and someone would take your jacket, and they they put it to the side. Well, that
4: was usually me, because I was the – I did not play. I was the manager of the team. And I remember, oh, God, I got nailed one day. I was wearing one of my pink buttoned-up shirts that I had to wear to school, and I didn't change for the game. And we played – who was it? My buddy Novotny would remember who it was. But, yeah, they were just – I was the, uh, the low hanging fruit there. They were coming after me pretty good.
1: Well, Chris, I'm sorry. And if you, ne- anytime, next time we'll come on, we'll talk about psycho- psychological problems still haunting Chris Rose on the show. I'm very Thank much, well, I looking could, that, forward to That could to take that. the
4: better part of an entire week of shows. I,
1: I'd be, you know what? I'd be willing to listen to it. Thank you, Chris. Right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys. Talk to you Bye. soon. All right, Chris Rose on the
6: North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We talked about some cool. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
5: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer
1: imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Stuff with him. I just I hate giving away talent, and I hate having to play the game of bringing in rookies and waiting to see what they're going to be. And I, I don't know. I, I just it, it, uh, uh, it's it, worked. You haven't won a World Series, but it's worked. Yeah, I'm looking for a World our, our team series has anything. had
2: very competitive baseball teams for a very on a very regular basis for a very long time. They they do it well, but Andy, take a look at the types of owners. I'm just
1: I'm tired of being competitive. You know, we talk about the Cavaliers yeah, okay, in the same well, conversation. I'm not I'm I'm not tired of being competitive year in and year out when you can reach the top every once in a while. We, I prefer to be
2: competitive year in year out than And to, continue
1: to lose in the I just then, like Then, then just, to have
2: one championship in 20 years, you know. I don't know the Cavs championship still feels pretty for, good right now, stink, doesn't stink for 19 years. Yeah, it it was terrific. But it was it was a really good run. You know? I mean it was you didn't sell your soul for just one year and I mean no, and the finals four times. You've had some very competitive teams, and you were lucky you just, got
1: LeBron like, to come back. and I, I get all those things, don't
2: you think, though? That I think ownership has changed in pro sports and oh. owners like Art Modell was just a guy who owned a team, mm-hmm. like the Dolan family is a, a family that owns a team, like the Rooney's family that owns a team. Those are few and far between now, and now you're getting people who have an exorbitant amount of wealth buying teams and running teams, sometimes as an investment and sometimes as a plaything, and sometimes as a second career. And that's almost what the Haslam's have done, you know, from, from a trucking empire to now being sports owners. And, you know, everybody always says we want Clevelanders to own it. Well, the Haslam's weren't Clevelanders, but they've certainly become Clevelanders and have invested in the community. Right. Dan Gilbert's not a Clevelander, but he has certainly invested in the community and invested in his team. Sure, and it, I think that used to be something that we were afraid of, you know, that not, somebody
1: I, would come in from out of town to buy the team. Yeah, yeah, and and I, don't, I still say be careful what you wish for.
2: Well, but I don't know that that's the case as much anymore. I, I, I just, I'm still. You, can, you like, can always be. You can always be afraid of moving the team if you support your team and your team does well, and you know you have to have a good team in order to be supported,
1: and. And pray that Art Model doesn't own the team because and you supported that, the team your and business, he still moved yeah, it. Pray yeah, pray that
2: your owner is a decent business person.
1: I don't. I mean, you look at... I, baseball seems to have, though, a lot of those family. Like, um, I don't know, Reinsdorf and Illich and, I mean, Sherman. I'm just thinking of some of these names off the top of my those head. Those are big
2: money guys, though.
1: Yeah, okay. So, but, I, and then I wonder what's going to happen here, and I, I, I hate going back to this all the time, too, but... What this minority group's gonna do if they get the chance to, if the, if the scenario works out where they take over the franchise, I just it's Who just knows? like you say. I mean, Dan, we talk about this all the time too. It's like, okay, if you got Bieber and he, and he's pitching great, and now all of a sudden you gotta lose him. I just, I don't know. I don't think it's good. For, if you have the opportunity to pay for him, I guess do it. I don't know. This is an old topic that that bothers people, but I just at some point you're just like, man, I just just hang on to the guy. I don't know, maybe that's why Ramirez was such a special deal, that he was able to stay, that we probably shouldn't have been able to afford him, but they did, and they figured it out.
5: It's one of those chicken or the egg conversations you're going to run into, because if you think you have an honest shot at the World Series, if, let's say the Dodgers run into just injury hell, okay, it's not out of the realm of possibility. There's always a couple teams in baseball that have that happen.
2: Especially with pitching staffs,
5: And especially with their pitching staff, which is, Kind of pointing that direction, but let's say the path clears open somehow, some way. A lot of guys, you know, overachieve. A lot of guys look really good. Well, now all of a sudden, your July thirty first conversation looks a lot different than your July thirty first conversation does right now. You know, if that's where hope springs eternal with baseball, I mean, they could be in a position where they're rolling and they look good, and all of a sudden they got to add at the deadline, and they've got the pieces in the minor league system to turn around and add at the deadline. Because they're winning. And so that's when you want to look and do those kind of things.
1: Maybe it's a different animal then. I don't know. I'd still listen to Chris talk about, you know, the Diamondbacks making it to the World Series and not having that many wins during the regular season and and doing that. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gives me hope. And like I was saying, looking at power rankings and noticing that the Guardians are in the you know below twenty on all those, but yet they still look to be the number two, number three team in the AL Central. I think that gives you a little bit of hope. I think it gives you a little bit of hope. I'm gonna take a quick phone caller. Bob is in Cleveland. Hi, Bob.
3: Yeah, if, like he just said, if, if the Guardians are in contention, why would they trade Bieber,
2: Jeff? Because they're going to lose him at the end of the year. The, the question is, Bob, if you're in contention, I see it. But are you are going to be in contention? I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to play and, it out and see. I would just be really surprised, Bob, if he lasts the year here. I'd love to see it because it means, A, either they can sign him to a contract, they're really confident about that, or B, they have a chance to win. Unless one of those two things is in place, you have to move them, don't you? No, you do get a comp pick, um, which would be a late first. Do you want a pick, or do you want two or three guys who you've already handpicked as as prospects who could come in and help you maybe within a year?
3: That's the thing, though. I don't think they're seeing the value that they expected. That's why he hasn't been dealt.
1: Here's another, and Bob, thank you. Here's another question for you, both you guys here. That what if the the Guardians are a 500 team yet still sitting, you know, two games back or or, or within striking distance? Does that change what you think about Bieber? Because remember yesterday, um, who do we have on yesterday? They were, it was great that they just said if you look at the Guardians, they're probably better off and built for October more than they are for the regular season because of the rotation. And because of, because of the way things look right now, so like I, I don't understand. I you know when you're looking at the at the trigger to pull it before the trade deadline, if that's what you're going to do with Bieber, what's the threshold?
2: It it's all to be determined, Andy. I I would think the most likely scenario is that the team is not threatening to win the championship in the division.
1: not not to win the central. Yeah, you're you're okay. That's why because. I mean you can look I, at I would, it and say I would
2: say that's the most likely hey, we're and, and that right. and that you've not come to contract terms with Bieber and you move him. Boy, I hope that's not the case. That means you're in contention or you're going to win the division and or you think you can sign him. I mean those are those are preferable. But you know, if you're if you're 15 games under 500 if you're right around there and, and let's say Shane is not your ace anymore. Which is possible, is it not? Absolutely. I it's mean, awesome. he he yeah. could be your third or fourth best pitcher this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be good if you know for the young guys. It wouldn't be good for Shane, but you know, fingers crossed. I'd love to keep him. That'd be awesome. That would mean a lot of things are going the right way. If they're not, you're going to move him. I don't, And, Dan, and, you, and you, I think you better move him if it's you know if you're not knocking on the playoff door and you don't think you're going to sign him.
1: I don't. Do you see that threshold that I'm talking about, Dan? That you if you. If you're like a 500 team, but you're still two and a half games back out in the Central, do you hang on to them and then hope that you're the Diamondbacks the next year being a team that's in the low 80s to get to the World Series? Or do you have to look at it and say, man, I got to look down the road. If we can get something for him, I got to do this now. But And then what are you saying to your team if you do that, even if you're only two or three games out in the Central? I think, I mean, I think it's going to be a slippery slope if they are because I fully expect them to be hanging around by the trade deadline.
5: The regular season has turned into one animal. The playoffs have turned into where basically you just – there's so many teams in it now that – and baseball's always been relatively random. But, like, now it seems like you really are just putting your head on the baseball bat and spinning 35 times and then whipping a dart at the board of who you're going to see in the World Series. Like, it's just become this – you're not seeing the best teams find their way to the World Series. It's whomever's hot and whoever can sure. rig their rotation, well, that was and rig their the, bullpen, and in that's way. why it was and sad that's yesterday. Why, yeah, right. And, and that that's was why, Arizona
1: last year, exactly.
5: Yeah. And you could even throw the Rangers in there, who had one of the worst months in yes.
1: baseball. Yes, I mean we caught them when they were down. There yeah, second and half that's
5: the, the thing. Game. Is so this team's kind of built. Where yeah, you could rig this together and make a real run at it the way that they did in 2016. It's why I want to see what happens before I make any decisions. Absolutely. However. If you
2: don't think you're keeping the guy and you think you have some pitching depth, now whether you do or not, that's another story. I think you just have to be really open to the idea that Shane Bieber's not going to be on this
0: team all year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.